0: going to do some big sharing today, getting ready for a couple of guests that are coming on in a couple weeks. And I, I think it's just good to kind of open up and, you know, talk about not just what I'm feeling right now with everything going on in the world, but just the conversations that I'm having with people. You know, there's been a lot of questions that have come up in the last week or so, actually a little over a week of people really starting to think, you know, out loud to their friends and to their family and some have been complete strangers to be honest, but you know, know that I've had a business in the past, ask me how things are going, which, you know, they're not going great. I mean, this is like a really hard time for everybody. And really ask like, "Hey, I've been in this career, I've been on this path, I've been a stay-at-home mom." All these questions that I've been getting really surround people trying to think about what's important to them, what they want to do, what kind of moves they want to make. And when, you know, people are, start to come out of this like state of shock that I, I really think everybody's in and everyone's feeling in, in totally different ways and then some very similar ways. Uh, half the people I know that I would never think are depressed and would never be depressed in their entire life people I've known for 20 to 30 years, you know, they're having a really hard time right now. These are some of the most positive people in the world. But the one thing that is kind of the common denominator that I'm seeing is people talking about ideas that they have, ideas about the future. That personally gives me a lot of hope because I think everyone has been in such a funk and so shell-shocked that... No one was really thinking about, hey, how can I use this to change? How can I use maybe a little extra time that I have because I'm not commuting four hours a day to think about creating something that could be even more meaningful in my life? Maybe starting a business, maybe taking an idea and making that idea become a reality, which, you know, everyone was so busy and they were, everyone's on their hamster wheels prior to, you know, what's kind of put you know, the world in, in shock a little bit and a little bit on pause. So now we're getting all these questions. I have this idea. I have this idea. I have this idea. How did you start your business? How did you come up with your idea? Why did you think it would be a good business? So, you know, I've been used to getting these questions in the past, not so often, but people coming to me because they knew I actually helped, uh, young aspiring entrepreneurs in the past, and at least two or three you know, people a year, I would sit down with them and really map out, hey, let me take you through how to make your idea into a business plan that you can actually go to people and talk about. And I loved doing it. It brought me so much joy. It was part of whatever part of me that's just so passionate about sharing. And Well, that's why we're doing this podcast, obviously. I love to share. I love to give knowledge to people. I love to listen to people. I like to hear what's important to them. And I like to give them honest feedback. And that always like worked really well. And we've had so many successful people that I've worked with in the past that have actually made the leap, taken the business plan and gone for it and just jumped in and been really successful. So right now I just kind of wanted to share with you guys Let's start talking about the future. Let's gently go into the conversation of, hey, there's been lots of change in the world, but are there now things that I know that are really important or changes that I want to make when it comes to my career? Or you can probably apply it to other aspects of life, which I personally like to do. So, I'm gonna give you guys a little story. The second company that I ever started was twelve years ago, and it was a retail company, and it was rooted in hospitality. I knew nothing about hospitality, okay? so i I was a really good client in the hospitality world. I was really good at going to hotels and enjoying myself, but I knew nothing about hospitality in general, but I did know about demographics, and I did know about retail, so Learning a whole new genre called hospitality uh, of a career was so exciting for me. So it was taking something like retail and that I saw kind of going like down downhill. Like retail, everything was falling apart in retail 12 years ago. And it continued to go downhill after I started this business. And the reason it was going downhill is because service kind of was like, it became irrelevant, like it was not important at all. You were going to spend money at places and they treated you in a lot of places that it was, you know, It was your privilege to be there spending your money, not, you know, their privilege to help you and really make sure you had a great experience. So hospitality made a lot of sense for me because it was rooted in service. And I think service is absolutely one of the key elements to any successful business. And what you should, you know, really pride yourself on is giving your clients, making them important and giving them a great experience and really giving them what they deserve. So I had a couple things going for me. I knew how to analyze demographics. I knew what demographics I I wanted to target in this retail concept that I started, but I knew nothing about the other half, right? So that can be really scary to most people. And, you know, that's the first part. I really encourage you to really think about an idea if you have, you know, if it's a new kitchen tool, if it's a new pet product, Really take the time to do the research and really look at you know, what you can learn, what you can learn about not what you already know and what you're already passionate about, but learn about you know, what could go wrong. You know, what, could, what other things on the market are there? Really go down the rabbit hole of you know, all the things that you don't know already, but you really should you know, explore get as much research basically done as you possibly can. I always have a binder around it, right? If I haven't done a business model for something before, I always have a huge binder and I pull everything together in this binder and I get all the backup that I need to support my theory, because really an idea is like you, is a theory that you have that people want something and people would enjoy something and something could make money and eventually make profit and, and you really need to get as much research done on these different ideas as you possibly can. So for me, it was all about hospitality. What were five-star hotels? What were their average nightly rates? There's a whole new language usually in the things that you don't know that you really just wanna to try to focus on and learn, right? So as I went down this rabbit hole of hospitality, it was fascinating, I learned so much. Um, and it was really helpful for me to build the foundation of a business model because if i was going to have retail stores in different places in the world and i was going to have you know a really specific audience based on the demographics of who went to these hotels how often they went to these hotels how many rooms there were at these hotels that was going to be something that i needed to build this model around so you have to have kind of the fundamentals in place or at least key elements and key questions that you should ask and find out the answers to before you sit down and you really build an actual financial model, which is actually not necessarily the place that you have to start. The place that I start is research, knowing, figuring out what I don't know. So ask yourself, what do I not know about this industry? And there could be, it could mean you, you have an idea, you know, 1% about and 99% of the other stuff you don't know about. But try to get as much information together to support your theory of why this would be a good business and, and put it all together and make sure that everything supports it or what supports it and separate what doesn't support it. Because there can be some things that would be like, this is a terrible idea. There could be 20% of the population that you know, might think like these things aren't needed in the world, right? Or it could be like, you have so many competitors already in this market. But the pluses might be that you have something that's gonna differentiate you from everybody else. The other part could be like, those 20% of the people are wrong, you know? And there's an 80% piece of the pie left that you know you can have a direct marketing line to. So just think about all those things. The other thing that um, I like to do, and and this is actually where I am kind of in my journey right now, I, I personally, before covid before you know the world shut down i was already thinking about how to pivot from my existing business to that i had been in for 12 years at that time to really what was my next chapter what was i going to take all this wealth of knowledge of my 45 years and what what did i want to do with that that was different than what i was already doing and and for me i personally have like good 10 year runs Like I love to be all in with something and when I say all in, when you go for something and you start a business, probably the number one important, most important thing outside of an idea is you better be able to go all in on your idea. You better love it more than anybody could ever love it. It is a different relationship than any other relationship you will have in your life is something that you start from scratch that you come up with, that you pour your heart and soul into. And it doesn't even mean that it's your main source of income at first, but, but this is what you're so passionate about, right? Like you love it. So for me, I love to have a business that you start. A 10 year plan from day one is my MO. I love to know how I'm gonna start, where I wanna go, how I wanna get there in 10 years and sometimes you know that works out and sometimes it takes a little longer sometimes it takes off and it skyrockets it's shorter and then you have to pivot a little earlier and think about things differently but at least you start off with a good 10-year foundation some people like to start with five years i highly recommend you always do a three and a five-year business financial plan at the very bare minimum but really think about how your business can evolve over time but for me, I was already starting to think last year and the year before, what was my next chapter gonna be? So the way that I like to do this personally for myself is I had an idea. I tried out the idea on a couple people that, you know, I, you know, have a lot of faith in, and I thought, well, I'm gonna pitch them this idea verbally. I'm not gonna have anything down on paper. And I, you know, always ask the question at the end of it is. So do you think I'm crazy? (laughs) Because I don't know. I I think everyone's a little sort of crazy. I have my own special sort of crazy. But I would always say like, "Am am I crazy? Or because I already believed that this would work. So if I'm asking someone and giving them a little bit of a snippet of a pitch, not anything financially based, but just the idea sounds good. You know, that was where I first started. But then I always start to pull together images. And we're going to talk about how to start laying out a business plan visually, which is very important for some people because you don't know who you're going to end up pitching it to. Some people are visual learners. Some people only want to see a five-minute executive summary, which we're going to talk about later on as what is so important about an executive summary. What is an executive summary in a business plan? And then some people just want to look straight at the financials and you know hear you talk about it. But you need to definitely be passionate about what you're doing. That is first and foremost. Visually, I think it will really help you for this particular business that I'm working on. I wrote out uh, like a table of contents, like what do I need to have in here? We're We're gonna talk to you about how to actually look at a table of contents and start filling in the blanks. But for me, it was definitely visual, putting together visually what I think is going to be appealing and what is this place or this thing or this product going to look like so i love pulling together mood boards i think it's a great way to start i think it can get you you excited as a person because people can start to understand your vision on paper even if it's not financially at that point so pulling together you can i mean there's so many different tools out there like pinterest just throw them all together organize them in the fashion of like how you really see whatever you're creating coming to life and Then the next step is really, you know, sitting with someone and figuring out, like, be honest with yourself. What are your strengths and weaknesses? Like, if you're a strictly creative person who has never had a business before, has never started a business, may have not even had a job yet. I mean, you know, I hope the youth out there, you know, that are in high school and, in college and people in college right now are thinking like do i want to come out of college working for someone or do i want to start my own business so absolutely if you had no experience where where is your value where do you enjoy spending your time where and if you don't know then it's really a great question to ask yourself is look do i want to learn all this on my own and what is that going to feel like how is that going to be Is that going to feel good to you because you are somebody who loves to learn a lot? Do you have skills in Excel? What are your your gifts that you have? A lot of times when it comes to people coming to me, they want me to help them build models to show what the business could do, what revenues could it do, what facts you need to get to there to get to the place where you understand that and you have supporting information for that and what kind of profit, what kind of margins, what are you looking at here as far as a viable business? So really looking at who you want your consumer to be and how you're going to get to them, especially for a new business, is key. I mean, you really have to figure out, even if it's just an idea that you have, you have to have a, a thought. And it might be the wrong thought. Like you could think that you need an actual physical space. And you can go down that road and you can hit every single number and it can be profitable, but you could get two or three years in and you might have to pivot and say like, you know what, I want this completely streamlined. I only want this to be digital and that's okay. But you gotta start someplace and you gotta put that down on paper and you know, let the rest kind of unfold. So knowing yourself is really hard. I, I highly recommend One way, go back to, I think it's podcast number three, human centric design and take the test on there and learn about yourself because sometimes that is very helpful. So let's just recap to this point. You have an idea. You know why you love the idea. You're very passionate about it. You're willing to go all in. It's something that is really important in your life. You start to think about who else you need. Now, you have to know yourself, know your strengths. Then you have to figure out who do you need to complement you. Now, this is where most entrepreneurs, I would say, if they were being honest with themselves, less than three years in, after they start their businesses, they're like, people are the hardest part. (laughs) It is like, when you're just doing it yourself, you're like, okay, you cannot do it yourself forever. So people are going to have to be involved. So I highly recommend pre-thinking about this. Who are you? What's going to make you happy? You're going to work your butt off. You're likely going to have to do everything yourself or at least learn how to do it so you know what needs to be done. But who else comes into play In this model is it a business partner what don't you know how to do what maybe you do know how to do but you're not that great at you're not a hundred percent this is your skill set be thinking about who can complement you and how that relationship needs to look because otherwise you're going to be within years you're going to be spinning around and you're going to be really unhappy I promise you that if you don't have your ride and dies, your dream team, people that complement your skill set and you need their skill set to complement and make the business successful. If you don't sit down and really figure that out and understand how important that is, at, at the bare minimum, understand how important that is and the timing of when you need somebody else to come in. I'll give you an example. The new business that I'm working on There's two main components that I have knowledge about. I care deeply about these two aspects of business. I mean, one is like my hobby, my life, my passion. That's one aspect of the business. But I don't know the business aspect and how to run the business that supports these things that I get to do right now as a personal hobby, right? And a passion of mine. I don't know that business model, but I'm very attached to it and I want to learn about it. But should I be doing that part of the business? Well, most people will just be like, I'm going to do it all because I'm starting this from scratch. I'm, you know, there's so many different reasons. And and maybe you have to, but you need to plot out how you don't have to do that because that, you, that will never be what you spent years learning and mastering and educating yourself on you will never be the expert in that compared to somebody else that you could be working with that could do so much of a better job than you probably will ever be able to do because you're going to be spread so thin with other things right so there's three aspects to the new business that i'm looking into i know that i want to be the creative aspect of that i don't want to be operating and managing hundreds of people I've learned that about myself but if you haven't learned that you kind of have to go through that and maybe you try it out but don't manage things that you have no right to be involved with because it's not gonna go well for people that you end up working with it's definitely not gonna go well with clients and it's it's gonna end up really pulling you down so you again it comes back to the plan you have to have the plan in place People are the most important thing in the plan. In any business, in any partnership, in anything that's going to be successful, if you don't have the right people involved, it will never go well. The downfall in my last business was absolutely bringing on the wrong people. And I can say that because I started out with a great team. you know. And, hey, look, we could only take it so far. We only had a certain amount of skill set. Um, but we did you know we we built our skill set over time, and then, when we decided to bring in outside people all at once that were supposed to help us get to the next level, that was the biggest mistake we're trying to treat teach somebody something that you already knew and trying to have them embrace something that was so new like it was a new business model in retail it was a new part of hospitality trying to educate them on that and they were not the right people they didn't care the way they needed to care about learning they cared about making a mark for themselves and having you know a job and trying to make them feel successful themselves feel successful so you know we hired the wrong people and i will tell you i spent 4 years cleaning up the mess that they created um, and eventually it was you know broke the company. I mean it just it broke us we could it was very difficult to recover So we had this great business this great business model Everything was going great. We had a great team. We then hire the wrong people and The rest was just a struggle to get it back to where it was prior to that big mistake so take that into account you know, when you're bringing on people or you're starting to think about how your three-year business plan is going to look and your five-year business plan is going to look, know that you're not going to be able to do everything at all times and really think about how important that is and, and how you want that to, you know, those people to come into play. And do you want to start out with them? I highly recommend not starting out alone, having someone also that you can talk to, I mean. It's a struggle to start something new. It's a struggle, like it's not going to be a cakewalk. It will not, but it will 100,000% be worth it. I've never seen an entrepreneur turn around at the end of the day, if the business was successful or unsuccessful and say, I wish I hadn't done that. That does not happen. They're like, that was a roller coaster. That was the craziest thing I ever did. And I got so much from it, and I'm such a better person, and I have so much more knowledge. You're gonna hear a lot of that. But you're not gonna hear, like, I wish I would have never done that. That was just, you know, ridiculous. Because it's, it's a whirlwind, and it's a roller coaster, but it's yours, you know? So turning an idea into a business is one of the funnest things you will ever do in your life. It is so rewarding. And if you're passionate about what you're doing, there's no way that you're not gonna enjoy it and you're not gonna grow and learn from it. So I highly encourage everyone does this at least once in their life, but finding the right team members and knowing what you're good at and what you, who you need to surround yourself with is incredibly important. So let's go over a couple quick things. These are questions to ask yourself. Think about the plans that you have for the company. And your personal future goals and career goals write it down think about why you want to start your company and who your company is for and that can mean a couple different things it doesn't mean to me this doesn't mean who's the company for like it's for me it's for my dog it's for you know like if it's a dog a pet thing like I'm obviously love animals so I bring this up often but really who is it for who is your consumer who is this going to benefit? Think about who's, who this is going to benefit. What demographic? Who is your consumer? Who do you want your consumer to be? Think about your overall goals for your company. Where do you see yourself and potential for the company in five, like we discussed, three, five, ten years? Ten years, I think, is a, you know, not for everybody. But if you're doing three and five year goals, I think that's great. Mm. I will say one thing, you really always need to consider too. Most entrepreneurs get so focused on the beginning and getting it going and getting it started that they don't have an end plan. They don't have an end game. Learn about what having an end game means. And we'll talk about that in different parts of, this is gonna be a series that you guys can listen to. But please note, try to write down what is your end game? And even if you don't know what that technically means, like, Oh, I want a company to go public or I want, you know, investors to come in. I want to be bought out by Pepsi. I want whatever it is that you think is your end game. I encourage you to write that down first and then we'll talk about really what the details mean and what that looks like. Next is take time to really hone in on your company and what it means to you. Keep asking yourself why why you wanted to create this in the first place and who, again, do you want to see benefit from this? Another one is a big question is who do you want to be part of this? What kind of community do you want to create? What kind of culture do you want to create that supports your company? What are the things that are really important to you as a person and what will be important to this company as far as culture? Because right now people aren't looking for jobs. They're looking at places where they feel good about going or feel good about being on Zoom all day with. People want connection. They will always want connection. So really think about the culture that you wanna create and how you envision that cultural cultural component happening once you start to layer on people and that might not be a year from now but I will tell you it's a culture of like who your clients are you know what are important parts of your mission as far as how you treat people all of those things you need to think about now because it always and forever will start with you if you decide to start your own business So I would like you guys to think about that, write those things down, and I want to challenge you now. So since this is part one of our series, I want to challenge you guys to send me your ideas. You can DM, you can put them in comments. What ideas do you have about starting new businesses? Because at the end of the day with this series, I'm going to choose one idea that I want to go down the rabbit hole on with someone. and do an entire business plan and get this business plan together with them, interview them on the podcast and help them kind of launch this into hopefully something they will execute moving forward. So please take these questions, come up with your ideas. It might be an idea you had 10 years ago and you're just like, I can't shake this. I think this would be a great business. It might be an idea that you have just based off of listening to this podcast. Make it no ordinary idea, please. We only want no ordinary ideas, but please send them in. I think this is going to be a really fun journey. I can't wait to go through this journey with all of you. Tell your friends, make sure they listen, make sure they subscribe to the podcast, and let's see what we can do helping everybody with what could be the next part of their big journey in life. Thank you guys so much, and please write down your notes get ready and I can't wait to go to the next one and the next one we will start kind of looking at the format of a business plan what are your business plan must-haves you know what are the questions that again you need to make sure that you answer before we put anything down on paper all right well I hope you guys have a great rest of the week think about this get excited what are you passionate about and let's figure out what is the next big idea Thank you guys for listening and can't wait to re-engage. Bye.